Welcome to Real Estate Radio Live, an informative and engaging hour discussing everything you need to know about the world of real estate. Your host, Tom K. Wilson, provides you with insight and guidance from his years of experience as a successful real estate entrepreneur on how to buy, sell, finance, and invest in real estate, and much, much more. Here's your host for Real Estate Radio Live, Tom K. Wilson. Thanks for tuning in to our Real Estate Radio Live program, your number one source for all of your real estate needs and education. We have a great program for you today with uh, about notes. And uh, don't, don't run off saying that's not my business. Maybe it should be. So we have uh, one of the nation's leading experts on it, uh, Eddie Speed. So stick around. We're broadcasting from the number one business radio station in the San Francisco Bay Area, KDOW AM 1220, the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Tom K. Wilson, your host for the 2 p.m. Wednesday edition of Real Estate Radio Live that comes to you daily Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. along with uh, my program at 2 p.m. on Wednesdays along with my co-host Joe Kachera. If you can't make the live show, you can catch our podcast on reradiolive.com, and you can catch my programs on tomwilsonproperties.com, or on iTunes, or on YouTube. If you would like to get some uh, weekly newsletter, please go to tomwilsonproperties.com. You get some uh, updates on economics and what their latest offerings are and what's in the news in the area of real estate on a uh, weekly basis. We have a report. Um, that you can ask for on how to go about selecting the best metro and the best uh, kinds of products to invest in. And we always welcome your questions, suggestions for topics and uh, guests to have on the program. And we also offer free consultation if you would like to use us as a sounding board for what direction, what options you might have to expand your your investments in the area of um, real estate. So it's nice to have you with us today, and it's awfully nice to have our guest today, Eddie Speed. Eddie is um, one of the nation's most experienced note buyers since 1980. He's dedicated his professional life to the seller financing and non-performing note industry. Over the years, he's introduced innovative ideas and strategies that have positively impacted the way the industry operates today. He founded the Note School, which is a highly recognized training company specializing in the teaching of buying both performing and non-performing discounted mortgage notes, and he's the owner and president of Colonial Funding Group, LLC. He's been a leader and innovator in the note business for over 30 years, and it is great to have him uh, with us on the program today. Welcome, Eddie. Hello, Tom. How are you, sir? Good. You're... uh, Calling in from one of my favorite cities, as uh, most of my listeners know, uh, yeah. Dallas-Fort Worth. That's correct. That's correct. I, yep. I, I, sound, I, I probably sound like I'm from there, too, right? <laughs> well, good. Then that makes you authentic. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> How long have you been there, Eddie? Uh, I moved here in 1982. I started in the note business, actually, with my father-in-law and his partner and um, uh, over in Mississippi, actually. But they were kind of pioneers of buying at that time, seller finance notes. And so when I, my wife and I married, uh, we wanted to go go to the big city. That was kind of seen the place to go to pursue notes, and, and we did, and we've been here ever since and raised our family here. 
Well, we, um, as a born and raised Southerner from Virginia, I certainly, um, certainly love the South and love Southerners. And economically, I love uh, Texas and love Dallas, the business capital of the South. Yeah. And that's certainly, uh, certainly it's uh, every time I go down there, there now, the, the uh, expansion of the infrastructure is just, uh, just mind-boggling. You know, Silicon Valley is certainly on fire where we live and where we do the program from. But, uh, you know, certainly DFW is another, another one of those hot cities that I think um, will have more longevity in this run-up than some of the other bubble areas. So, Eddie, let's jump into the meat of the, of the program here. And I'm sure uh, to many people, Notes is something they've heard of, but it's uh, kind of a foreign entity and something they pass by, and maybe because they don't understand it or because it seems complicated. And I know part of your business on the education side has been uh, to take some of that myth and so forth out of it. But let's start with basics. Uh, just just overview what uh, what's a note and, and why do you like notes? Okay. Well, uh, you know, a note is can be a dollar bill. A note can be a check. Uh, we buy real estate secured notes at a discount. And so I use the analogy that if, if Thomas, if you gave me a check for $1,000 and I didn't have a checking account, in other words, I couldn't go down to my bank and just deposit the check, and I went to your bank and they said, well, you, we won't cash the check because you don't have an account with us. And there's a lot of big banks that will do that. Then I would have a problem, right? I, I couldn't get to my money. And so there was an industry developed around that where I could go to a check cashing service and they would um, cash the check. And people say, yes, but there's a catch. They say they charge a fee. And I correct them and say, no, they actually don't charge a fee. What they really do is buy the note for less than what's owed. So if they gave me $850 for your $1,000 check, you still owe $1,000. And they bought the note at a discount. So I buy notes at a discount, less than what the borrower owes, uh, but these are loans secured by real estate. So they're, they're not you know, unsecured notes like a check. They're secured notes where, where there's underlying collateral, and in my specialty space, it's, it's real estate. What a great analogy. I like that. So what are the, what are the reasons people buy notes? Well, for right now, and I'm sure we'll wind off into this, but, but there's this overwhelming inventory of notes so far exceeds the inventory of bank foreclosed properties. And today, that the typical real estate investor, my, our typical note school person today is um, a, a, a real estate investor, an REO agent, you know, somebody that was in the distressed property buying business that's transitioned yep. into notes because of inventory. But well, that would be me. I'm in a, I'm in the, that would be me. I'm in the uh, REO buying business. And, um, you know, for those yep. of us that, that are, um, there's too many of us chasing too few deals. No doubt about it. And, and the other side is when you buy notes, you can buy a note that is paying note. I mean, it's performing note and has good pay history. And, you know, the idea is, and, and you have a lot of long-term investment property, and, and, and they clearly are very skilled at it, but a lot of people want something more passive than that, and it's easier to own a note than it is to own a rental property. Mm-hmm. You know, I've asked this question. I've done a lot of speaking engagements, obviously, around the country, and I've asked this audience crisscross the country and pretty much can tell you the answer. You ask an audience full of people that 
are either full-time real estate investors to very part-time real estate investors. How many of you would rather be a landlord or the bank? And, you know, you pretty much know how the audience is going to vote, right? Well, I, to be in, in all fairness, uh, there are a lot of folks that uh, manage their own properties, and, boy, that's, uh, that's not a fun kind of business. But if you get any kind of scale, then I think um, you, you delegate out that, that rotten business, and you, now you're yeah. managing the managers. But even managing the managers is, yeah. is uh, I presume, a little bit more time-consuming than, than managing a note, but I don't know. We'll see as it goes on. Yeah. Well, let's see. How, um, so how many notes are there? How many notes? Uh, I know from uh, looking at recent data from Realty Track and CoreLogic and so forth that uh, to most people's amazement, uh, this, this uh, underwater and, and uh, non-performing note problem isn't over. Here we are all these years down, downstream now. Yeah. Um, and uh, what are we, seven, seven years downstream from the crash, and uh, lo and behold, uh, it's not all gone. I think uh, RealtyTrack shows that there's still 7 million properties upside down in the, in the country, so I would guess that means, uh, you know, mo- more than that in, well, I, I guess, uh, yeah, maybe more than that in, in, in notes, but certainly that many, and that's a lot. It's a, it's a huge amount, and um, so what really happened was is the government had a bailout plan and TARP, and the intention was they were going to slow down the distribution of these distressed assets so that we didn't have a crash on the market all at one time. But what really happened was, behind the scenes, and there's a whole long story and a debatable subject about what all caused it, whether it was the... 50 banks or whether it was Washington, D.C., or, you know, who or what or why. But the reality is the end of, when TARP was over at the end of five years, they hadn't even pushed out 50% of the distressed assets. Less than, less than half. Wow. Less than half. And um, so as a result of that, and then another thing is, you know, you get into, you know, what the real number is. We, we believe, and we've done a lot of research, we know that the government will admit to about four and a half or five million defaulted notes. So the government and the top 50 banks um, report that there's that many defaulted notes. But the reality is there's a lot of, uh, of accounting processes like a charged-off loan or a loan where they've sent um, the notice of default, and a lot of those notes are not reported within those numbers. So... We feel comfortable in saying there's about nine million loans that are more than that are delinquent. Wow, that's a lot. Well, so uh, so that sounds that sounds good from a um, from a prospective buyer standpoint. But I would guess a lot of those loans aren't very aren't very available to a um, uh, to a small investor. So how how many of these notes are available to us as opposed to uh, to a, a, a big institution? Well, let me give you kind of a waterfall of these notes, and, and we'll kind of go through a little bit of math to kind of get there, but I think it'll give, us, it'll give you a better sense than me just giving you an estimate of a number. Okay. So already this year announced basically through CoreLogic or, or RealtyTrack or DS News or um, Wowsing Wire or any of the sources that I'm sure you know all those guys like I do and you read that their data all the time. But according to them, the, the tapes 
just the list of non-performing notes that have already been pushed out this year. These are ones that made the press, not all the others that didn't make the press. That number totals over $7 billion in defaulted notes being pushed out this year. Okay? So Mm -hmm. what happens is, is yes, you're right. A lot of the big hedge funds buy in bulk all these packages. But but historically, there's a percentage of those packages that doesn't fit their long-term investment strategy. And in our case, they're typically smaller notes. Um, they want to keep a certain amount of dollars deployed per note, and if it doesn't meet that, well, then they buy it and then push it back downstream in the marketplace. So okay. of the 9 million defaulted notes, people say, well, are there – loans that are the properties are bad or are there loans with title issues and the answer is yes and so hey, before we uh why don't we continue that right after the break we got to take a short one eddie speed is with us today uh nation authority on notes and he's going to get into the details for us for uh how we go about getting some of these notes so uh, stay with us on uh, kdow twelve twenty a.m real estate radio live For more information on today's program, visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio Live, streaming live on iHeart, TuneIn, and KDOW.biz. For more information on today's topic or guest, just visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Again, your host for today's edition of Real Estate Radio Live, Tom K. Wilson. Thanks for being with us today, and thanks for staying with us. Uh, we have a great program with Eddie Speed, a leader, innovator, educator in the uh, note business for over 30 years. Nice to have him uh, with us. So before the break, we were talking about um, kind of the waterfall of how, uh, how many notes are available uh, for the small investor. We're starting at something like $9 million. We think uh, nationwide, and uh, continue, Eddie, if you will, on the on the waterfall. What's available to us? So yeah, there's some notes that are are going to sort of have a worthless factor. You know, the property's blighted, not worth fixing up. There's there's been lost to taxes. There's some loans with title issues. So you kind of can lop off a percentage of the market. Say say a mm-hmm. third. So say okay. say three million of those notes. Then there's six million left, and we uh, we see the small investor typically having a look at more of the smaller balance notes and not the larger balance notes. Now, by the way, mm-hmm. the advantage is is those notes are about half the cost of the more expensive notes. So, um, uh-huh. and once again, there's a process and people understanding how you evaluate it and can I be comfortable with this and all that type of thing. But we believe there's between two and two and a half million notes. That the small that are going to get pushed down away from the hedge funds onto the small investors. And when you say uh, you can buy them at half, are you talking about percentage-wise? There's more mm-hmm. discount on the smaller notes. More, more discount. So let's just okay. say that you had a a two hundred thousand dollar note. That note might trade to a hedge fund, even though it's non-performing, at seventy-five percent of the balance of the note. Crazy as okay. that may seem, that's true. <laughs> Uh, whereas if it's a smaller note, that note might trade for 35 or 40%. So if it were a $80,000 note, a $60,000 note, that note would trade at 35% of the $60,000 balance. So 
So, so why does that discount uh, get higher when the when the total value of the note goes down? Supply and demand. Uh, the hedge funds. There's just. Hedge funds have a big appetite for higher price band assets. It's, it's typically recognized that most of the big capital firms that buy those assets have kind of a minimum dollars invested per note if they want to keep the asset. And the rest of them become, to some degree, salvage value. Just like an institutional investor, say, for uh, uh, retail centers, uh, they can't. Uh, they got so much money to deploy, they can't afford to be chasing little $5 million deals. they got to chase 20 to $80 million deals. Just exactly the same. Okay, all right, because there's so much money there to deploy, and it takes uh, so much more uh, administrative work and bureaucracy and so forth to, uh, to deal with the little ones, which is uh, per- perfect for us, uh, for us little guys. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. I got that. So how's the so how's the supply demand in notes look today compared to a year ago or five years ago? Um, there has been a steady supply of notes for probably the last eighteen months. Not a, not a not a flood, but a steady supply. It mm-hmm. was predicted by the fourth quarter of this year there's going to be a flood. So far this year, as I said earlier, there's about $7 billion in trades already announced of non-performing notes. Now, those haven't all been funded yet, so there's a process. But we are anticipating by at least the fourth quarter of this year, if not earlier, we're going to see a drastic, drastic increase in the amount of notes that are going to get pushed out of the system. Hmm. So that should help the supply and demand for the small investor who wants to get in this. I've heard uh, I've heard companies that play at a very high level in this space use expressions like "strap your helmet on." Hmm. Hmm. And the and the reason for this sudden deployment is what? Well, this is a debatable subject, but it, but it, but it, but it seems to hold some logic with me. I know there was a big. I know there was a big conflict between Washington and the top 50 banks. Top 50 banks own about 90% of this inventory. There's mm-hmm. a big conflict with them about, you know, you shouldn't have made the loans, we're not going to let you foreclose, and so forth and so on. And that seems to be track with what we're seeing out there. Uh, we only got about 15 seconds left in this segment, uh, Eddie. So then the municipality said, we've got to push these non-producing houses out of the system and have them pay taxes again. Mm-hmm. That's where that's what caused the the triggering effect of saying let's move all these loans. The municipality. Okay, let's pick up let's pick up on that topic as soon as we get back. So we're listening to Eddie Speed, a uh, national authority and uh, educator in the note business. This is uh, Real Estate Radio Live, and we uh, would love to have you stay with us here for and to get a lot more information from Eddie. We'll be back in just a moment. For more information on today's program, visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio Live, streaming live on iHeart, TuneIn, and KDOW.biz. For more information on today's topic or guest, just visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Again, your host for today's edition of Real Estate Radio Live, Tom K. Wilson. We've got Eddie Speed with us today talking on the subject of notes. Uh, Eddie's an educator and uh, 
national authority on the newt business, and it's great to have him uh, with us, helping to teach us what it's about and how we can participate in that. And by the way, uh, I haven't mentioned yet, but if you're uh, listening this pr- to this prior to May uh, 9, 2015, either live or on uh, podcast, uh, Eddie will be speaking at the SJREI on May 7 in the evening at 7 p.m., and it's doing a workshop at uh, on May 9, Saturday from 9 to 4. That's at the Domain Hotel in Sunnyvale. Go to TomWilsonProperties.com for more information or go to sjrei.org. So we're talking about the um, how many of these properties are available and that the notes are going to be... Um, we anticipate an increase in the amount of supply of notes in the marketplace. Right, Daddy? That's correct. Okay. All of the major, um, okay. all of the major um, government-related entities have announced Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, that they are selling notes versus taking them to foreclosure. Mm-hmm. So it's just an e- easier process for them, right? Cost less. Cost less, um, and and there's Quicker. such a there's such a, a pressure, as we said, from the municipalities. The municipalities have basically said, we've got to have city services paid. We can't continue to have these non-performing properties in our area. They're not paying taxes. They're not paying water bill. It costs more to patrol it because of vacant houses. And so, so, the local the Davids are, uh, so the local Davids are influencing Goliath a little bit there, huh? You got it. That's huh. it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, why, why didn't they sell more notes earlier instead of the increased cost and hassle and timing of short sales and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, foreclosing on properties and all that. Why, why, didn't, why haven't we seen this increase in, in pushing notes four years ago? You know, your, from, from an entrepreneurial perspective, I certainly can't understand it. I mean, we, we, we saw it coming. We knew we understood what the problem was. We knew what we thought would be the best way to wash it through the system. And if you're asking me to give you a logical answer, I, I don't have it. <laughs> I forget. We're dealing, we're dealing with the government again, Ryan. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, uh, we just got about a minute left in this segment. What, what are the key advantages of notes? Why do you like a, notes over real property? Um, well, right now, if you're, if you're looking at notes, you're looking essentially a defaulted note. You're going to end up with the possession of the property in a lot of transactions. Not every one, but a lot. And, and it's just a cheaper way to acquire the property. For performing notes, it's just a, you can be the bank and earn interest and get your money and have a pretty passive investment. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then there's a technique of using the notes to acquire property, right? All kind of note techniques. There's so many things you can do. I believe it's the best single investment in self-directed retirement accounts you can have. It's um, it's fun to go teach people stuff they haven't thought about. And in, indeed, this is uh, this is fascinating. I think most real estate investors just kind of passed uh, passed over this uh, this opportunity. And, uh, you know, someone, uh, I haven't dealt with notes. I've talked to others that have. And my, um, you know, my sense is that it's a, uh, it's a potential way of uh, acquiring property. Uh, I have clients just banging on the door, uh, begging for product that we can't get. So uh, notes might be a way for us to get it to satisfy our client demand. 
We have Eddie Speed with us today, uh, educator and authority on the uh, note business, and we're uh, glad to have him with us here on KDOW 1220 AM. Uh, and we will be right back in with Real Estate Radio Live talking about the business of notes. So stay with us. We'll be right back. For more information on today's program, visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio Live, streaming live on iHeart, TuneIn, and KDOW.biz. For more information on today's topic or guest, just visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Again, your host for today's edition of Real Estate Radio Live, Tom K. Wilson. We have with us today Eddie Speed, one of the uh, nation's uh, leading authorities and and, um, educators in the note business for over 30 years. And it's great to have Eddie with us today. Uh, Eddie, walk us through the um, walk us through briefly the the, the flow chart. Uh, we did a little bit of that earlier, but through the flow chart of how a note winds up down to an investor like uh, like me. Okay. Well, most of the big packages today, they don't. Two or three years ago, they would have separated like smaller notes and bigger notes and regional notes and you know loans that were in Michigan versus loans that were in California or that type of thing. For the most part today, uh, the asset managers for the big banks are not separating these packages. They're, they're, they've figured out that they can make the, the big hedge fund by the whole box. And I always call it the top 15. And of course, you know, without specifically naming the whole bunch of them by name, but we, you and I could probably count off, and yeah, it's this firm and that firm, all of which were super active in buying loaded cash flow properties. You know, they were, they, and they own a lot of these uh, loaded, these doors, these residential doors that are loaded rentals, and they've switched gears, and most virtually every one of them have gone into the non-performing loan space for the obvious reasons. We think there's about 300,000 REO properties and 9 million defaulted notes, so crazy inventory imbalance. So they, they end up with some assets in their bucket, their big box that they bought, that aren't going to fit them. And then they resell them, and they sell them to firms that specialize buying in bulk of these smaller price band assets, and that's where a company like ours, and there's many companies like ours, that we have an investment side to our business, and we buy these. Um, And then a lot of firms like us don't want to keep all the notes we have because it's too many at one time, or we're running essentially a distribution system. Now, that doesn't mean we won't keep some of them, but we don't keep all of them. And we resell them as little as one to one investor at a time. Now, when you're buying them, sell it by the bottle. Now, when you're buying uh, batches from uh, uh, that we with properties we call tapes, but uh, when you buy batches of notes uh, from the bigger institutions or bigger firms, are you buying um, buying a variety of kinds of notes in different geographical areas and different sizes? Yes. Uh, okay. We our the most of the assets we see. This isn't a hundred percent of the time, but a high percentage of the time, we're buying assets where the collateral value is less than one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Now, mm-hmm. if that were in the Bay Area in California, that wouldn't be very good, right? Right. But if that's in certain states, 
you can buy what I refer to as a leave-it-to-beaver house in a safe neighborhood that the realtor's opinion of value is fifty or 60000 and it'll rent for 600 to to 1000 bucks a month. It's just crazy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, and so these are good quality assets. And, and once again, there was a lot of pressure from the municipalities to say, you know, government and top 50 banks, get this stuff out because we need somebody paying taxes on these properties again and paying water bills and sewer bills. So, okay. so we come into the market and we buy those kind of assets predominantly probably in 20 states. Okay. They and tend to be judicial or non-judicial states? Not, not really driven by the legal process, but okay. driven by price point, typical price points of assets. So mm-hmm. the southeast, the Rust Belt, the Midwest are going to be more common than it would be in California or Arizona, just because of price. Okay. We've only got a couple minutes to finish the flow chart, so uh, see if you can walk us through that. Okay. So when, when an investor bids on an asset, the, one of the key elements that we try to teach them to do is how to manage the investment if the property is not next door to them. We've been doing it for 35 years. We, we understand it. There's resources today that are way better than they ever have been in the past, and people can buy assets that are super cheap, about 35 to 40% of the value of the property. So once you get these and uh, the large percentage that you don't keep, then uh, is that those available to us smaller investors? Just uh, get hold of a, of a firm like yours and say, I'm interested in notes and, and what, what's available? Yep, there's a distribution process that the industry has developed for that very purpose. So it's uh, so it's something that's become standardized. It's not I don't have to just go to your. Uh, you kind of have like a national MLS uh, listing service for notes, if you will. Yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, two or three uh, national services that we consider uh, credible. There's some more that aren't mm-hmm. as good, but there's two mm-hmm. or three national like listing services where people can go look at notes and. You know, that's what we're trying to teach people how to do is how we evaluate a note so that when they're looking at it, they make the, a buy that they're, they're going to like and want to live with. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if someone is interested in, in that note, they can go back to the source, which is you at that time and uh, your company, and yep. uh, ask more details about it. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds easy enough, <laughs> but, but they need the education to figure out how to evaluate it, right? And that's where you come in. Yep, we we've had we've we've not had a great deal of success with people without some, you know, a learning process to kind of learn kind of the, the how the business really works and what what they really need to be looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, uh, how many? Uh, what kind of volume do you get a month these days in this market? I would say that we are going to probably sell four hundred notes this month. Okay, and this month. Yep. All right. And that typical size note is what? Uh, the typical investment in the note is less than 25000 Huh, okay. The size and so of the I would note guess could be t- 100000 or the size of the note could be 50000 depending on, you know, the equity yep. that they do or don't have. But the average cost in the note is less than 25000 and what's the average number of uh, notes that your that your average buyer gets from you? You know, it's all over the place. Some of them will buy two, and some of them, you know, we have investors that come in and buy fifty at a time. 
Okay. But, uh, All right. Well, let's come back in a moment and we'll uh, sum things up. We've got Eddie Speed with us, a uh, national authority and expert in the note business who's going to be uh, talking here in the Bay Area. Stay with us and we'll tell you how you can go, uh, go see Eddie. Stay with us. We'll be right back. For more information on today's program, visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio Live, streaming live on iHeart, TuneIn, and KDOW.biz. For more information on today's topic or guest, just visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Again, your host for today's edition of Real Estate Radio Live, Tom K. Wilson. We're talking about notes today, not the kind you take in class in school, but the kind that are secured by real estate that uh, you can buy and sell. And we have one of the nation's authorities with us and best educators and most experienced folks in that business, Eddie Speed out of um, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Nice to have Eddie with us. Um, before I... Um, run out of time to give it to you. I just want to let you know that if you're listening to this on pod live or on podcasts and it's before May 9, uh, you can hear Eddie live at the SJREI meeting on Thursday, May 7 at the Domain Hotel, Sunnyvale, 7 p.m. Uh, you need to sign up. Go to sjrei.org or if you want more information, come to tomwilsonproperties.com and we'll be glad to uh, connect you up and uh, get you there and also there's a workshop on may 9 saturday from 9 to 4 also at the main hotel in sunnyvale and uh, let us know uh, if you're interested and i'd highly recommend signing up it's a very interesting area so um and uh eddie how uh, if they want to connect directly with you how can they do that what's your website it, our website is noteschool.com all right that's easy enough um so, Eddie, recap with us. Uh, we got about a minute and a half here left in this segment. Uh, kind of recap what you think the highlights are on uh, uh, why people should consider notes and how they compare to, uh, to real property. I think that a real estate investor today is really needs to consider pursuing notes just simply because the cost of the note is and in, in ending up with the potential of with the property. Uh, is just a much cheaper way to get into it. And and obviously, if, if they modify and start paying again, you got a great deal there, too. So it's like you either end up with a, a customer that modifies and starts paying again, which we hope that's everybody that lives in the house would do, uh, and and then otherwise you, you repossess the collateral and you end up with your pawn shop for real estate. You end up with a house. So there's kind of two strategies for most people. Either they buy notes because they want to accumulate a portfolio of cash flow performing assets, yep. and that's uh, one way to do it. Or two, they want to get uh, really the house, and they're really trying to get uh, notes that aren't going to perform, and they can close on it and get the property, and that's a way to get product in this very hard-to-get inventory era that we're in. So did I summarize that okay? That is absolutely a correct answer. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you'd like to hear more, if this has wet your appetite, um, you know, connect up with, uh, with uh, Eddie at noteschool.com, right, Eddie? That's correct. Noteschool.com, no punctuation. Or uh, get hold of uh, tomwilsonproperties.com and let us know 
that you are interested and we'll get you hooked up. Remember, he will be at the Domain Hotel on May 7, Thursday in Sunnyvale at sjrei.org. Uh, or you can go to TomWilsonProperties.com. So um, thanks for being with us today. Remember, the only thing that matters is what you do next. You've been listening to Real Estate Radio Live. For more information on today's program, visit reradiolive.com. That's reradiolive.com. Tune in, log in, download our podcast. Discover more at reradiolive.com. reradiolive.com. Because